0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Cotton the Rocket Ship. I am your host, Linux Mars Jr, and thank you for listening. This is season 1, episode 25. And the name of this episode is called "Starship Earth." We are going to continue on with the book and this piece is called starship earth and just to give you a little bit of background information on starship earth we are entering the phase of the the conceptual thought phase the almost the metaphysical phase in the sense of the book so throughout the book there's themes there's the biblical theme there's the in the beginning and then as I move on I, I start from the biblical realm and move into my reality and how that is looked at and how my reality is shaped from my environment and and each environment and each transition i'm looking at i'm looking at race and i'm looking at how the world interacts with me and then i transform that from the last piece cotton in a rocket ship it's almost a transition from the reality the racial aspect into now going back internally and how I wish to now be viewed intellectually to myself and that's all I can tell people is that once you start to once you start to wrestle with yourself and you start to come to grips in reality with yourself. When you start to to control those inner things, those inner mechanisms inside yourself, when you can learn to control yourself, whether it's your breathing, your eating, the way you think, the way you dress, it starts to take on and shape your reality. And so that's why I start to move out of that and I'm starting to become a lot more, you'll see in, in the book and in these pieces, it's going to be a lot more conceptual, more thoughtful, more unified because that is truly who I am and um, when you come to grips with certain things internally. It starts to now shape your external. So now, before in my own previous life, I kind of felt like I was being swayed by everything that came across. I I know in one of my pieces I said it's kind of like the crest of a wave, like the ebbs and flows of a wave come crashing down, and you're, and especially when you're poor and you you don't have much to think about, you're being swayed, and it feels almost like you have no control over your life, and when you start to wrestle back some of that control, things become smoother and better when you start to take care of the things internally in yourself, and so this piece was called Starship Earth. And I hope you enjoy. The emptiness of our mind can be cold as the vacuum of space. Spiraling into the beyond. Amongst familiar faces I'm still out of place. On a living spaceship. as we fight each other for control of the cockpit if we only could realize that each nation holds the key to salvation and it cannot be taken, only given. Seven nations, seven keys to attain Godhood, to cure disease, to travel at light speeds, to achieve the things that we can barely imagine. This is not the only galaxy we could see, but we have to be together. Starship Earth. So, in Starship Earth, I'm going to break down and give you what I kind of meant in these pieces and the way I... I constructed them line by line. And in the the first line I said the emptiness of of our mind can be cold as the vacuum of space. So someone is empty it can be two things and it can be emptiness like peaceful emptiness almost looking at a garden of some sort like um when i went to japan they said this is there was a shrine that we went to it's a shinto shrine and it was um very large uh, park, but it was like a historical park, but, um, in that it's a shrine where people pay their respects and they kind of like, they like drink this holy water and spit it out. I didn't do that, of course. But, um, the piece that they had was an opening. So you see a shrine with open doors and no one can enter the shrine because they say it's the, the the mind of a god and so the people who constructed this wanted it to be a beautiful ornate structure and the doors were open and it's a place that you can't walk through because the barriers are like 10 feet away from the doors but you can see the doors that the doors are open beyond the barrier and beyond the doors there's light inside peering into the structure and it's just an emptiness. Very beautiful sight to behold. And they and they said that this is the the mind of God. And and it was and it was a peaceful sight. And then our tour guide said, if you're lucky you're lucky, you can see individuals having weddings there, tradition, a traditional Japanese wedding. And we did. And it was a a young man, he was wearing, uh, I want to say he was wearing a black traditional, um, it was almost a kimono, but it wasn't a kimono, like it was a men's, what the men would wear when they're having a wedding. And it was a woman, she was wearing kind of like white with red, and she had a red umbrella. And she passed by as we saw it and I was like this is like ideal but um so I wanted to say like the emptiness of a mind can be cold as the vacuum of space so it could either be two things it can either be emptiness as being alone or emptiness as being peaceful but um in this stanza I wanted to illustrate that cold the vacuum of space as being almost alone and as we go on it says spiraling into the beyond amongst familiar faces I am still out of place so the vastness of our mind is is something that if you cannot control it no one can meet you because you're just lost you know how people say you're lost in your own thoughts and so some people they can be around you can be in a a a New York City crowd but you can still feel alone or you can walk amongst strangers and people who look like you or who don't look like you but it can be a, a number of people in a New York City street and no one is communicating with one another It's it's one of the most amazing things to, to be a part of and to experience, and it's almost the weirdest things to be a part of, is that you can have thousands of people on the street at one time, hundreds of thousands of people, up and down New York City, cabs passing, buses, trains, you name it. But no one is speaking to each other unless they know each other or they're doing some type of transaction, whether you're hailing a cab or or purchasing an Uber or Lyft. It's just amazing. So a lot of times in these vast urban environments and and neighborhoods, there is no neighborly, uh, there is nothing neighborly about it so I go on to say amongst familiar faces I am still out of place living on a on a living spaceship as we fight each other for the control of the cockpit so I go from small to large so just thinking I go from very small in internal sense I go from micro to macro So internally, you can be alone and empty or amongst your own, and we're living on this spaceship that we call Earth, and then I go on to say, as we fight for the control of the cockpit, so each each nation, America is is pretty much the the hegemony, and the leaders of, of the world, so to speak. Clearly, in today's time, there is some contention. However, each nation is is fighting for control or for supremacy. Like you would often see the news, whether it's the BBC or Al Jazeera or CNN or MSNBC, they always talk about who is the world's superpower, who is the global police, Um, this era, you know, in the past it was Great Britain, or in the the very past it probably was ancient Africa, and then it turned over to the European Age of Exploration, and then out of the European Age, it, well, there were some other ages after the Moorish Empire. Then there's the Roman Empire, then there's a different. There's definitely been some ebbs and flows of who had the reins. And then after that, let's just fast forward to Great Britain. After World War I and World War II, Britain was severely tanked financially. And its, its um, place was a mess. Churchill had to release the reins, America then took over, and we had it ever since America has been the world's superpower ever since and those wars. But then, as you could see now, there's contention with China, and they say China will be a world superpower, if not the world superpower. we shall see um. But they are there, and then people are saying for the 21st century, you know, moving forward, after all of these powers turn over, they say Africa will be the new place, and these are this project projections that they have. Um, but we don't know. We don't know. And I say that to say that there's always this fight for the control of the cockpit. to say if we only could realize that each nation each hold a key to salvation. So when I mean nation, I mean not just your regional location but the ideological thinking of each nation. Whether there be you know those of Native American descent or what they call themselves First Nation. Um, those who are African descent those who have of of white descent or um, European descent however they categorize themselves or those of Arab descent or Asian descent whether you, you know, those who are from China or Japan or even India everyone's thought and what they bring to the table is valuable and that's what i'm saying every nation has something that they contributed and they continue to contribute to add to the world but if only we can make a concerted effort amongst all nations to, to do the work that's needed in order to get us to be responsible to this this starship on this living spaceship called Earth I believe that everyone and when I mean everyone, I mean every nation every human being have something to offer because we're on this planet for a very small finite time know what a person has within them, there's a seed that's within them that can blossom into something great, so I was listening to a, um, a minister, his name is uh, Leo Muhammad, and he's part of the, the Nation of Islam, and he said something very interesting, because I, I listen to everyone, thought processes that I listen to any and everything as a sponge and I listen with with the thought that this person can impart some knowledge hell I even listen to David Duke you know because there is something in the words you know whether it's vitriol but there's something to to parse out and one thing I believe today is that, um, besides the hate, you know, because this piece is more like a lofty piece, but for me is that I, I'm willing to challenge ideas and I'm willing to listen to ideas um, because I just don't believe in shunning people for, for having their ideas. I don't believe in, in driving some something underground because they have a different viewpoint. Because then when you drive someone underground, all they do is become more dangerous. So I'm very leery of, of like cancel culture. I'm very leery of, of cancel culture or if they don't believe in, in anything they say or groupthink. It's pretty dangerous to have those this mob mentality when it comes to people and how they they think differently differently than you. Now we can debate on things there's some non-debatables so now if you just want to exterminate my existence then that's just a non-debatable but what I what I mean to say is that there's some ideas to be had but going back to Leo Muhammad from the Nation of Islam he said that for all the ills in the world the in the womb of a woman is the cure for all of the man-made illnesses in the world, because all the things that that plague man is essentially man-made, and it's the seed or that child that that woman has or produces, it can be the cure for cancer, the mind of that child. The, the concepts that they will bring and offer and I thought it was a wonderful way to look at it or look at the world is that we we're kind of dismissive into this one bottle of like Western society and European thinking and there's nothing against European thinking. I just have a, I'm just against this is just one pedagogy of many so there's things that I learned from Native Americans the things that I learned from ancient Africa. There's things that I learned from modern Africa. There's things that I learned from those who from India, I mean, East India. There's things that I learned from the West Indies and the Caribbean culture. There's things that I learned from from the Asian culture, Thais, Filipinos, Hawaiians. I think, you know, the, the world is so vast and people, so many people think so differently and intellectually, it, it's almost a sin to not have their insight and their input into what we have to offer in, in this great vastness of the world, just in, amongst each other. I could, and I only go to someone to say is that if we could only realize that each day should hold a key to salvation it cannot be taken only given so these things have to be presented and offered like I see um, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast a lot and he talks about how he experiments with drugs and they experiment and I don't partake in anything that uh changes my psyche and my chemistry but for them to just always elaborate to say like yeah I took some some ayahuasca or something like that and that's directly from those from the first nation those first nation tribes and they use ayahuasca to communicate and with the with their spirits and their and their um in their their religion, you know, their spiritual systems. And, um, and a lot of people are going back into that and they're creating, you know, theories of the stone nape. And, and that's all just based on the principle of using traditional, medicinal, spiritual healing from the Native Americans of North America. And then there's there's other traditions, you know, there's other traditions, there's other things that we kind of tend to just throw out and discard, like, um, I knew some, some individuals from, they were from here, they were um, those of African descent, but their uh, great-great-grandmother had passed them down almost a, an apothecary book of different medicinal herbs and it was like leather bound and old, old writing but just medicinal herbs what to use um, because these are the things that we had to use in the past because there were no hospitals for for us, so you know, what to use to bring down fever um, how to use dandelion root these things are, um, and I see it now in, um herbal remedies and um, herbal healing traditional healing and I see people have gotten and garnered a newfound respect for for that type of knowledge because we're realizing that Big Pharma is is not what it seems to be so these things are, are given willingly by people use that to my benefit and I can say only given seven nations seven keys to attain God now I just say seven nations and seven keys you know seven is, is often a holy number I kind of compile all the nations into seven just seven great nations so because there's so many different people Going to see seven keys. These keys are not physical keys, but that would be cool if they were. You know, like, I don't think it would be cool if, like, each nation did have, like, a key, like, something off, like, the Avatar Last Airbender, like, hey, you know, the, the Fire Nation is giving you a key, you passed, or you know, the Earth Nation or something that'd be cool but the, the, the keys are conceptual the keys are something that what I mean by keys is trust when you trust a people when we get to the level that we each can trust each other with giving them for example nuclear power nuclear power is something that if we trusted one another we would be able to use it responsibly where we can not tax the earth and use each nation could have power and generate power without ever having to, to pay or buy into like formalized electricity but the way it is now we use it for nefarious reasons you know we can make dirty bombs or we can have nuclear scares or the meltdown in, um, in Japan that that's tearing up the ocean the Pacific Ocean and still not being contained Chernobyl so many different things but um, we just don't we're not responsible as human beings even now with COVID the responsibility for the fellow man has, has fallen short you know they said that China knew months ahead of time, and they was wishing to contain it, but who knows um, what it is, because we don't even trust our own government to give us uh, the right information, so this is what I mean by seven keys, is that we don't trust one another with any information, even if it's to the detriment of the world, you know I mean? innocent lives that we were lost just here on U.S. soil? If we only were responsible, how I many lives were lost in, in China? They lost a lot of people. How I many lives were lost in Italy? People from Africa. You know, those numbers aren't even reported now. So this is what I mean by seven keys: is, is just being able to trust each other. And then I go on to say, to attain Godhood. So that's always the thing, to attain this Godhood, or this this Christ. Uh, for those who understand that, Christ is, is a moniker, it's a title given. So what I mean is to attain Godhood is a, a level to be, to be attained. It's not something to look at as a lofty goal, to say that I can never reach it. Maybe we can or we can't, but I, I think we could if we we really make the concerted effort to and then I go on to say to cure disease to travel at light speeds you know I often read places where there's this placebo effect the body can heal itself or there can be one pill to cure all diseases or cure cure multiple diseases I think that that can happen I think it can happen if we all were on the same page. If we have our best and brightest minds and we cultivate the next generation to want to to be able to cure disease because the way it works now is that we're all in our silos. We have the French doctors. They work in their own little pocket and they may produce somewhat of a cure they might start where someone left off and then we have our own american researchers and we have then there's those that's in the philippines they get their drugs synthesized and, and ran ran through the philippines and they have their own process and then you have your european doctors and you have your russian doctors and your russian scientists and you have your asian scientists your chinese scientists and they have their own labs and we're all working towards the same goal, but we're not sharing any information. We're like, yo, I want to be the first to have it. We can patent this sucker and we're going to get millions off this. And then we're going to be the ones to hold it. And we're going to be the ones in power because we're going to watch the other ones suffer while our populace. It, it It's it's disgusting. And that's how we think. And I and you know, what's so interesting is that I learned. Some of this from a cartoon. I was watching Superman one time. And it was Lex Luthor. And it, w- it, it almost brought me, like, my eyes watered the way this happened. And it wasn't a cartoon. It was, I was listening to, watching Superman. I forget which movie was Superman. But it was an animated cartoon. And his assistant came in. she said, Lex, we found the cure to cancer and he said good break it up into three he said break it up into three doses and keep them within the span of their life and we're going to use this treatment we'll make millions and she said got it and I said what this isn't a cartoon so we we know that and I'm sure that we have the cure for cancer we've spent billions of dollars in cancer research cancer development We have, every October we give millions if not billions of dollars away to, to cancer research and we still haven't come up with anything that is even remotely viable to a cure or anything and it's sickening it's sickening that we, we just equate the loss of life as like a dollar amount and I learned that from a cartoon, a Superman cartoon, of how if we even found the cure, which I know there is one, that the thought process would be to, the, the money is never in the cure, it's in the treatment, so break it up into three stages, and string them along for the rest of their lives. Sickening. at light speeds to achieve the things that we can barely imagine. This not only this is not only the galaxy we could see, but we have to be together. So yes, um, I truly believe that if we solve the race issue, we could have. could have been a lot more farther not to say that we wanted to leave maybe we wouldn't maybe we wouldn't to realize that there's nothing out there but we wouldn't know because we've just been fighting each other down tooth and nail for resources but to my audience that is starship earth are the the types of conceptual thoughts and conversations I I would like I choose to have and I I really do enjoy having Um, other than just the the mundane run-of-the-mill you know brutality this race that um, these are truly things that we need to think about or we should think about but um, for those who understand that if you, if you look at like the Maslow hierarchy of needs which is always a good thing to start out they keep us on, on the, the base of the pyramid they never keep us you never can get to self-actualization so I want everyone to look up Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. You can look it up in in Google and you can Google it and research it on your phone. But they keep us on base 1, base 2. You may get up to base 3. So base 1 is the The physiological needs is air, water, food, shelter Clothing And reproduction Which is like sex So they keep us on base one Many of us is on base one Just worrying about our air Our food, our water and shelter And having a good place To rest our head Many of us just in the United States And across the world They keep us base one And going on further, you know, your safety needs, your personal safety, and so a lot of times we may not think of it that way, but we look at safety needs as, and it falls into your, what we see play out today, is something like that, whether you see armed militiamen, it, it always goes down to safety and physiological needs that keeps us there with employment, they took our jobs, or they, you know, it's an argument about immigration, it's an argument about resources, it's always about base one and base two, because base one and base two can be interchangeable, because if you don't take care of your immediate needs, which is your physiological, then your safety needs, because then you can always go back down from your safety to back to resources, which is your one and two you're not employed you need food you can't buy food or water in this place and so they keep you there and then if you are stable in base one base two you move yourself up to loving and belonging and many of us we like i went back to starship earth you know the emptiness of space you know the emptiness and the vastness of our mind walking into a new york street or walking into a crowded And and not even feeling that you can have a connection with anybody or you can't. You don't even make eye contact. So just imagine the loving and the belonging part for most people outside. And and I know people say like, oh, you have a support system. Most people, some people don't have a, a family support system. And those who do have a family support system, you just have to understand that you would like to be loved by someone from the outside of your family, and that's a, something that we all strive to have, which I'm lucky to have, so, I'm actually on the esteem, and now hitting the self, self-actualization part, but the self-respect, the self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom, I'm actually on the esteem ladder, and... But not to say that I can't get knocked back down all the way to physiological need because the way COVID worked was that I was here on on the esteem part. But dealing with COVID and dealing with, yeah, with several different um, just socioeconomic impacts can knock anybody back down this Maslow hierarchy. So it's kind of hard to actually to practice self-actualization when you always have these things that you have to take care of they keep you in this constant cycle and I, I really want you know what I would tell my audience for your homework listen to Bob Marley's Rat Race please listen to Bob Marley's Rat Race but together and thank you for listening in on Starship Earth your homework for the next time you listen <laughs> is listen to Bob Marley's Red Race and really think about Maslow's hierarchy and how the system tries to keep us worried about the, the small basic things so we can't so we can never Talk about the things that really, truly matter. But this is Cotton and the Rock Chip. I thank you all for listening. Peace.